everyone. Welcome to a very, very special episode of Talking with Kevin and Son. Today, I am minus um, one son because we're doing a very special episode. This episode is brought to you by RMK Productions and the 10 United Podcast Network. Through the power of story, our mission is to uplift, share voices and experiences and perspectives using the framework of teaching, learning, and modeling. Our purpose is hope, helping other people every single day. We are put bringing this to you um, because it was necessary. I have known this young man, okay, for al almost a year, but I've probably known and heard about his story for more than uh, four years. Stephen Hollander, he is a graduate from Malvern Prep um, School here in Pennsylvania. He graduated this year, 2022. He's he was recruited and signed at James Madison University, and he is going to be continue continuing his athletic career on that football team and also his academic pursuits. Stephen was raised in a well-rounded athletic family. His mother is a top-ranked um, pickleball player. I'm not for sure about the father, but he has been following in their footsteps, and now he is creating his foot, his own footsteps himself. He was a high school standout football player. He's also um, part of a four by um, one relay, I believe it is, state championship <laughs> here. He's also been able, as a high school student, to have a 4.0 plus uh, GPA, GPA average throughout his high school career. Um, Malvin Prep should be very proud of him. Not only at this young uh, man, has started a program called uh, ST at MP. We'll ask him about that. But the one thing that uh, I've got to ask him about, he is a white athlete, but he started at a school where diversity and inclusion and um, uh, equitable um, transformation does not exist or is not visible. But he started the Black Student Union at Malvern Prep, and we'll ask him about that. Um, I can't say enough about this in individual, but the reason why I say this is special because every month we're going to be talking about the life and times of Stephen Hollander and his dream to go pro. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome Stephen Hollander, humanitarian, and the next big, big thing, okay, not only for humanity, but for the sports world. Stephen, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Kevin. That was very humbling. I appreciate those kind words. Um, you know, you know, it's a, it's, it amazes me as an adult um, that when I, I look back at your bio and I look at our interactions, um, you know, in the in the health club, the one thing that I've always known about an athlete, his eyes will tell the future of where he wants to be. You have that spark. Many of my teammates, um, people that I've seen that have worn that um, uniform that have taken them to the ne next level, as a high school student, you had that spark. And when I looked in your eyes, I said, this kid's got something special. I don't know if you're going to go pro as an executive to a company. I don't know if you're going to go pro um, at the next level of the NFL. I don't know if you're going to go pro in the heart of a young lady that you're going to make um, – someone's dream come come true and i don't know if you're going to go pro go pro as an activist for humanity 
But one of the things I do know, you are going to go pro. And so this episode will happen every single month that we will um, share. And this is going to be unscripted. So it's going to be raw. So if you're looking for something that says it's going to take you from one point to the other, um, don't expect it. This is going to be heartfelt and it's going to be truthful. So, um, Stephen, let's talk about growing up in a small town. Phoenixville before and going through the process of um, in your senior year about selecting the school conversations you had whatever because there are, right now there's another junior or senior going through the same thing and they may not have the support system that you have and I'm hoping that it can turn to this um, podcast and find a roadmap to their success so go ahead it's all yours Steve all right so I mean, we'll just start from, I guess, beginning. Growing up in Phoenixville, um, I feel like in Phoenixville, when I was in middle school and elementary school, I was new. Like I, I was more athletically advanced than a lot of the other kids, athletically and academically. Um, and I feel like as a, um, as a schooling system, it, the, I mean, being a public school, they weren't able to push me individually. So nothing against the nothing against the town or anything, but I feel like as an individual, I wasn't able to be pushed or challenged. So when it came time to make a high school decision, it was very apparent to my parents they wanted me out of the public school system and they wanted to send me to Malvern uh, in a private school where I would be able to be pushed and challenged academically and athletically as an individual, which was extremely important to them. And I think making that switch was the best thing to ever happen to me. I think it opened up so many new doors that I've walked in and out of, and it really has opened up a, a vast majority of just opportunities for me in my life. And going to Malvern, um, I didn't know a single kid going to that school. Um, nobody from Phoenix went there. The majority of the kids that were there were grew up in private school all their life. They went to Catholic private schools, grew up in Westchester and Delaware County. And not many people from uh, up where I lived in Monco and upper Chester County had gone there. So I, it was a very fairly new environment. It was a tough switch, hard, like very, very difficult switch my freshman year. Didn't have many friends, but one thing I did find was consistent was that Everybody at the school wanted to be great. They wanted to push themselves. They, everybody at the, like each individual wanted to succeed in some way. And you could just feel the energy, whether it was in the weight room or whether it was in the classroom, the upperclassmen really like the culture there really wanted to make students great. So I picked up on that my freshman year. And uh, I really, like, I feel like there was a lot of, individuals who I never would have met um, just give me an extra like boost when I needed to when they were upperclassmen. I remember telling my parents when I a uh, couple months in the school year that I was more friendly with some of the upperclassmen, some of the juniors and seniors than I was the freshmen because they were so open to um, helping others, bring others up with them. So I thought that was really special about the school. And so I I enjoyed my first couple of years there as a sophomore and as a freshman. And when COVID hit, it was difficult 
because it, um, I mean, it took away that social aspect that was so important at Malvern, um, being able to connect with the other kids and the other students, as I mentioned earlier, was one of the major uh, things that I enjoyed about that school, how everyone was able there to push you and challenge you individually. So I think that when COVID had separated us all, it was really tough on a lot of the students and a lot of the just overall environment we had as uh, students at going through high school and me going into my junior year during COVID. Um, junior year is the time when you start really preparing for college. So whether it's athletically or it's academically, your junior year is what colleges end up looking at. So having a skewed junior year was really difficult for the college recruiting process and the college admission process. We didn't have, I didn't have film from my junior year to send out the colleges. I had a good GPA that was able to, that I could send out that colleges could look at because it was COVID. So a lot of our grades were uh, inflated in the sense that it was easier to get good grades because the school, I mean, I got a hand to the school though. They did a phenomenal job of keeping the students happy and healthy during the 2021-2020 school year. They did a phenomenal job of keeping us up healthy and happy. So I, I hand it to them. But on the athletic side, it was very difficult for me and a bunch of my peers to get recruited because we had no junior season. So I've come around senior season. Um, now, meanwhile, all this time, I still wanted to keep, I think the common theme that revolved around me and my friends was we all wanted to play college athletics because at Malvern, college athletics is almost like the standard. It's, I look back at it today and I, I continue to just be in a maze of how many students go to Malvern and they train because they love the sport and they love the, they love the process of training and winning and becoming a, and a great athlete in and out of the field court or uh, pool. And I can proudly say that out of my class of 130 kids, we sent 43 kids to go play collegiate sports, which is almost half. That's about, impressive. About 30 some, 30, 30 some percent, 35, I think it's 35 percent of the kids went to go play uh, collegiate sports. And, um, you know, when all throughout high school, me and my small group of friends on the football team, we all wanted to accomplish those dreams. So I feel like us individually, as we didn't train a lot as a group, we trained extensively individually and the energy was there when we were in the weight room together. And it was also there and apparent when we're out of the weight room together, when we're on the field together and when we're off the field together, in the classroom together and out of the classroom together. We all wanted to succeed at a high level. And I feel like that is what helped me go through my tough junior year and allow for a smooth sailing, but opportunity uh, extensive senior year. Because none of us ever gave up at the fact of our dreams to go play collegiate and hopefully pro sports. 
So around coming our senior year, our senior season could not have gone, it could have gone better, but I think that in the grand scheme of things, it was the best senior season I could have ever asked for. Be able to play alongside my brothers every single day is just something I I thank God for every single day for that uh, amazing opportunity we had. And uh, as a defense, I think in total, so more the majority, actually, yeah, the majority of my friends were all defensive players. So it's myself, uh, defensive back, uh, D'Angelo Stalker, another defensive back. He's at Richmond. Jalen Evans, a defensive back. He's at Fordham. Isaiah Wright, a running back and a defensive back in high school. He's at Villanova. Ryan Falkenstein, he's a wide receiver, but he's at, he's going to Maryland next year for lacrosse. And Yadir Nash, who's a running back, who's undecided on his college decision, and he'll be attending college next year. And Lawson Haylock, a defense alignment attending at Catholic University right now. So the majority of us are um, – we're all going to be collegiate athletes. Uh, still waiting on the young guys, but – um, I think we all like we all took the most out of our senior year and made it the best pot like got the best every single game and got the best possible thing we could have gotten out of it, even though we blew out half the team we played <laughs> as a defense. We didn't really get much film because we were so good. Um, my dad, I talked to my dad about that a lot. Yeah, How- do, do me a small favor. All right, because I, I want to segue to your parents because I, I know your mom. She's an mm-hmm. outstanding human being, very passionate, very competitive. Like I said, she is a top-ranked pickleball um, uh, athlete and also one of the top pickleball instructors at Lifetime Athletics here in um, King of Prussia. But um, I, I'm listening to you, and one of the things, and I, and I listen to pro athletes, and I always say that, before they get in front of a mic, when they get inter- interviewed, is it, why hasn't someone taught them how to do an interview? And part of the reason that um, I wanted to do this and be able to document and have a living diary of your experience at college is to make sure that when you turn pro and you got uh, an opportunity to talk about either the positive or the negative outcome of a game, that you were a pro as far as the way that you articulate and be able to, to tell a story. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to teach you that because you've already shown up as a freshman here at James Madison University with a conversation and a story to be told. Not only did you um, do an excellent job of setting up your own story, you're also you show that how selfless you are by making sure that your teammates from high school were showcased in your own story. So um, this has to come to s- someplace. I've always said that the first lessons of life, be it wrong or right, are learned from home. I know one of your parents. I don't know your dad. Um, let's talk about um, you, the athlete, you, the son, um, relationship with your dad, and relationship with sports, and then um, feel free to segue with your mom. You probably should do your mom first because she'll probably beat my butt if she realizes that um, I went dad first and whatever. Let's go with your mom. Save my life. Uh, well... I mean, to begin, I think I can't really, like, I feel like my both of my parents have really impacted my life so much and they've given me 
I just want to give them all the credit in the world for the ability for them to work so hard to be able to provide me with the opportunity to send me to Melbourne and to send me to James Madison and just their investment and trust in me. I'm forever thankful for them. And it gave me such an amazing opportunity to be able to follow my dreams that there's nothing in the world I want to do more than just continue to make them proud. So I give both thank, amazing thanks to both of them. But with my mom, I feel like it started when we were, when I was really young and my mom would tell me all the time that I'll never beat her in a race. And I was about five, four years old at this point. So I was just tapping into my like, just tapping in to see what like athleticism was like. And I always wanted to beat her. I wanted to beat her so badly because she was a, she was a phenomenal track star in college and she ran track. And so that kind of was a spark of like, like my competitiveness just to beat my mom at something. Cause I knew she was really, she was a huge credit to my mom. She's a phenomenal, phenomenal athlete and still is a phenomenal athlete. Yes. And her, her, um, longevity of athletic training is an insane inspiration to me. My mom is well into her middle ages and she's going to kill you for saying that. <laughs> she will, but I, I joke, I mess with her all the time. Me and my mom are very close. So me and my mom are very close in that aspect, but she knows that it's all in good love and she knows that because of it, it makes it just even, it just makes it that much better. The fact that she's at the age she is now and still competing, like she's just fresh out of college. Like she's going in, fresh going into college. She's still competing. Like nothing's, nothing's aged. Only the, only the numbers have aged. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I have to I give a ton of credit to my mom for continuing to show me that you can do athleticism and be an athlete from age zero to whenever. And I, I love the fact that she continues to be active and is still kicking people's asses and get, getting those gold medals and bringing them home. Yeah, your, your, your mother is um, poster child for being badass. I, I will tell you that. Um, she loves you. Uh, you. You have no idea how much she loves you. And I can see how much you love her. Um, you're a beautiful human being, both in and out. Um, but I will say this, you know, every college athlete, um, they have their high school experience. Life becomes real when you turn 18 and you're about to walk across that stage, you get your diploma. And now all of a sudden that, you know, the 30 years in front of you start to sit there to overwhelm you. You have now made a choice to go to James Madison University. You have now made a choice to join the athletic um, part of James Madison University. You are a freshman. You're now entering a whole nother institution as brand new. Talk us through the mindset of packing your bags, getting ready to go through the whole process. You can even bring up talking with the coaches on how you made that decision to go James Madison. Well, I mean, to, to begin it all, um, I just want to give a quick shout out to my dad. I know we did, I didn't get to mention him, but I really do want to give a quick shout out to him. My dad's got to be my number one supporter in everything that I do. And 
I just want to throw that out there. He he sends me texts every day, just uh, just gives me quotes every single day, just about how I can accomplish my goals. So I just want to throw that out there. Huge props to my dad. Thank but you. In the, yeah, in the college recruiting process, um, uh, I feel like. I mean, I've visited James Madison a couple times. I'm down here for football camp when I was a sophomore. And um, coming into the recruiting process, uh, myself along with my teammates, um, D'Angelo and Outcast, because he was a phenomenal athlete, played all four years of high school. Uh, but in particular, me – my friend Jalen Evans and Lawson Haylock. Uh, Lawson Haylock and Isaiah Wright uh, all were originally recruited by a vast amount of Division three schools, and the majority of us did not want to settle for – and no no disrespect to Division three schools. I have a lot of respect for the athletes that play at those institutions because there is a true balance between athletics and academics. But uh, – um, we wanted to take our football abilities to the highest level and we all wanted to play division one sports. So when it came time to choose, um, I was left with the decision to attend Catholic university and, or take the opportunity, take the chance and walk on at James Madison. And that decision was difficult, but at the end of the day, I thought it was very, it was very apparent on the where I wanted to play and to where I wanted to do. It was more of just the fear of just getting it up and just saying, all right, you got to put your big boy pants on. Let's go give yourself a challenge. Because I didn't want to attend a place, and I feel like a lot of the schools that recruited me um, would, were going to bring me in as the guy. I never wanted to go in as the guy somewhere. Because I feel like when things are handed to me, they're not um, – it's not as valuable. And I think it's another lesson my parents told me very well when I was younger is they never handed anything to me. Everything that I've earned in my life, I had to work for. I had to earn it. And um, same thing goes for Mountain Prep and our coaches. A common theme that our football team uh, mottos – Quote to Dave Guerrero, our phenomenal football head coach. Uh, you got to earn it. We earn it every day. It's your job. And that's what I wanted to do at James Madison. I wanted to earn my opportunity, and I want to continue to earn every opportunity that comes my way. I don't want anything handed to me. I want to make it. I, I want to make it because I am. I earned it. I worked for it. Because at the end of the day, it's just handed to you. It's not as – it doesn't feel as good. There's a special feeling about when you – like beat someone out and you kick somebody's butt and you know that you worked really hard for something, there's a special feeling in that. And it's unlike no other. And that's what I strive for. Um, just becoming. Hey, I'm, I'm going to give you a quote that was given to me in playing football. And, and, I, and I will say to our, our listeners, when you talk to a competitive athlete and an academic athlete, education is paramount not goes way beyond the, the school books. Um, education is paramount. When you listen to the passion of this conversation from this young man, it's just not football, his reality is life. I was told as a uh, 
a football player. There's no virtue where there's not a presence of sweat. And for what you just said, that you wanted to make sure that you earned your position is part of the reason that you are in this position and you're on the other side of this mic today. It's because it's not being handed to you. Um, your story is, is, is going to be a story of, of hopefully more ups than downs and how you o o overcame this. You know, your parents, I'm going to tell you, you, you are blessed in order to have parents that not only provided and sacrificed for you, they made you earn what you have. You know, Malvern Prep is a very prestigious school. Phoenixville is mm -hmm. a middle class, middle class uh, community. It's not a lot of millionaires that, that live there. People work every day. And your parents, they, they sacrificed a lot in order for you to have an opportunity. And that, as a parent, that's our responsibility. I have kids too. But to have a child to articulate their success and give it back to their parents is giving your parents their roses while they're still alive. So I commend you. I want to take this uh, in another direction because we know you are the man when it comes to sports. Um, it comes to your academic and self-preservation, but you also have a heart of gold, young man. I mean, as you, you if for any of you guys that are listening to this podcast um, and not being able to, to see this on RMK Productions and network on our YouTube page, you know, he had to go ahead and adjust his locks. He's got hair all the way down to his shoulders. So he's already got the pre-pro look. And he pulled it back into the, the man bun. He's got a million dollar smile and he's got a heart of gold. He's also um, socially involved with hum humanity. Um, we're connected um, by the Thornbergs. And we, we both lost a, a very personal friend. I've heard many stories about Jackson. Um, you can feel free to go ahead and, and talk about um, your relationship with that family because Jackson was not one of his teammates, but he was um, an aspiring football player to be. He was eight years old, um, and we lost him last year in August. Um, and it's even hard for me to tell the story. Mm -hmm. But you took on Jackson like he was your, your own little brother. You spent time with him, um, and there's some great stories about there. And then I like the segue how you started with the Black Student Union at Malvern Prep. And then um, we want to wrap this up and, and talk about, you know, what message you want to give going forward and, and what we can expect going forward in the next couple of episodes. Sounds good. Um, well, I mean, to begin with, I've known Jackson since he was born. I remember Chase, Chase and my younger brother are very close friends. And most likely will be close friends for a very long time. And I knew that in hearing that Jackson was sick, it made it like it hit a special, like a certain part in my, like in my body that just like the only person I could be thinking about was Chase. And knowing that how, if I had something happen to my younger brother, like, uh, yeah, it's, it's Jack, tough to talk about, but yeah, I know we're going to move on. Jackson was diagnosed with a brain tumor and, um, he went on to, to play the second half of his, his game last August, 2021. Um, let's segue to, um, 
your uh, social activism at your university, mm -hmm. at your high school? And are you carrying that type of mindset over to James Madison in that community? I plan to have, I've, I want to take the steps to um, create some of the sort at James Madison, but I'm not sure how to do so in such a big institution. I want to, because it's a big institution, I feel like I can really reach a lot of people doing so. But a common theme between um, James Madison and uh, Mountain Prep is both of the schools are predominantly white institutions. And being a white male in a predominantly white institution, you almost fit in, in a sense. And there's a lot of minority groups that stick out, and in particular, uh, black individuals. And my friends growing, uh, my friends throughout Mountain Prep are uh, fit that group. And growing up, I realized that I never picked up on it my sophomore and my freshman year. However, going into my junior year, as we all became closer and we began to just hang out more in the limited time we had at Malvern. And fun, it's funny enough because I think I grew closer with my friends during COVID when we weren't seeing each other because we only saw each other. If you understand that, I understand. I'll, I'll elaborate in a second. But the only people who we really could hang out with, I mean, in school. So we in, in school, we'd all we the classes would be in a certain area. So we'd be in an area like the, the lobby of the CSI, and that's where everyone would be in our class in all three floors. And my friends would all hang out together. We'd take our classes on Zoom all together in social distance and i feel like that made us become closer because we spent every single day a minute of the day together and we went home we spent every day minute of the day online playing video games with each other so i i was open to a lot of different um perspectives from a minority point of view in a predominantly white institution that i was never open to before and i really opened my mind to just like it's it's a wow factor like because we um as white people move through our days without questioning a lot of things however i learned that there's a lot of thoughts and choices and uh interactions that a lot of black individuals go through in their daily lives that i'll never experience whatsoever whether it's walking down the street and taking a step to the other side to avoid you or it's looking at you in a certain weird way or it's simply just assuming that you're an athlete at a, a white institution so um moving forward into our senior year me and my group of friends we created the black student union at mountain prep as a way for the younger generation of black individuals and white individuals and people and all people of color to come together to express their stories and educate each other on just stuff that it's essentially a safe space for everybody, a safe space for us to come together and just be able to express ourselves in, a, in an area where we can all feel comfortable together. Because that's a lot, that's 
That's what we want to make in our world for everyone to feel like they have a place. And it, it, it's difficult at a predominantly white institution because the people who do have a place automatically are the white, are the white kids in the school and it's overlooked often. So hopefully as time goes on and it become to grow a bigger network of people at JMU, I can create something similar to those who may feel like an outcast, may feel like the only, the only one that's not in the picture at their, in their classroom or something like that. And just essentially just a, uh, spreading, um, not necessarily, not only awareness, but just like being able to open up people's minds to all, to not only your point of view, but other people's points of view, because there's different ways to look at a glass of water. If, I mean, come the, but there's all different ways to look at a painting, a picture, or something like that. And I want to make sure that everybody is aware of how that is in our society. I'm, I'm actually hoping, and from what I'm listening to, um, an 18-year-old uh, academic uh, athlete is saying, and, and I'm going to summarize this, and I've said this a lot, um, education is not designed to make you comfortable, mm -hmm. but it's designed to make you think. When you hear um, a young man that understands his privilege, and then he he has to understand where another individual that does not identify with his life, or nor uh, identify, nor do you identify with his struggle, that is open to a conversation in order to unite a conversation in order to be one. It is very difficult to be a football player on a on a team and have issues and have the team um, prosper. Um, and to listen to a young man at 18 years years of age, and I know you got a birthday coming up. No, far a little far away. I mean, I'm a, I'm an April baby, so okay in April. Oh. I thought, nope. I, I thought I did my research and thought you had a birthday coming up in the next couple of months. But anyway, um, I, again, um, why am I doing this? You know, listen to this young man's story, his conversation. Um, this is why I'm why I'm doing this because. It's an education, not only as an academic um, athlete um, to docu document his uh, life on campus, life on the football field. And we'll get a chance in, in other episodes to talk about, you know, first day of practice, tryouts and so forth. But, you know, this episode, the first episode of this series, I wanted you to get the chance to, to meet and fall in love with and support Stephen Hollander. Um, the human being. He just happens to be an athlete that dreams to be pro. So Stephen, to, to wrap this up, if you were to leave one takeaway for someone that may not have grown up with great parents like you, that has athletic potential, that may not have gone to a private school, but is in a public school, and that is looking to walk into a situation of James Madison as an athlete, not having any friends that look like him or her, what would be the one message that you would stay in frame um, that you would like to leave them with? And then we'll wrap up the show from there. You know, it's a tough one because 
everybody's situation is very different, but I feel like a common theme that reoccurs in a lot of successful, not only athletes, but successful individuals is, and I've realized this at a very young age, and I'm very happy to have, but it's crazy how much you can accomplish if you just put your mind to something. If you just sit down and say, this is what I'm going to do, and you just do it, it's incredible what you can accomplish. It is absolutely incredible. And it's not just showing up every day and doing the work, but it's actually investing in yourself. And I want to give a huge shout out to one of our to one of our um, defensive assistant coaches who's a graduate student from Mizzou. Um, his name's Chad, Coach Chaz, and he gave me this he gave me this quote the other day uh, talking to him because he's a new. Uh, coach at JMU who dreams to become a professional uh, coach in the NFL as well. And he spoke to me and he said that he's, that we are, that me and him are both investing in ourselves right now. And if you're going to invest in yourself, invest 110% in yourself. Don't just invest 90% and show up every day and get your work done. Show up and actually invest in yourself. Do the extra rep, go the extra mile, stay the extra hour do the little things that are extra because eventually the hours, the reps and all that stuff would eventually add up and you'll become that much greater of a gap between you and your competition. So that, if you really want to get something, you just got to go out and do it. Man, I, I applaud you. And, um, boy, you can't end on a stronger note other than asking this one question. You were to be drafted today. What team would you like to wear in the NFL? 110% the Eagles. Been a Birds fan all my life. That's no all right. Birds, baby. All right. So we're going to wrap up. This is the first episode of the series, um, Dream to be Pro, featuring Stephen Hollander, uh, academic student at James Madison University. We've covered a lot of information, a lot of personal. We've given a lot of great uh, information and we've been motivated and, and moved by his story. If you like what you've heard, this is not the last time you're gonna hear of Steven. Go to RMK Productions and Network on our YouTube page and subscribe and follow. If you would like to be a guest or have one of your student athletes featured on here, we have an ambassadors program that we are developing podcasters from all the major universities. Um, and we will learn a, a lot more about Stephen. And hopefully we will connect maybe and see if his uh, social circle is as diverse as his conversation has, has been. So, Stephen, we appreciate you. Um, I'm looking forward to the next episode. Um, I'm going to say kudos to your parents and friends and your social circle, your hometown, Phoenixville should be very proud of you. I am going to connect you with a young lady that is going to be personally responsible for promoting you. And you can put uh, Dream to be Pro on your shirt, the Stephen Hollander show, or whatever the case may be, your jersey. But she's going to help you um, with your merchandise. So there will be merchandise coming. So Stephen will give us his website and everything else, and you can follow him. 
and um, supplies with as many pitches with your hair um, down, um, the experience on um, um, the college campus, talk about the hot spots, so where to go, who to go, what to do when you first get there, who you should talk to if you're struggling with your academics, who you should talk to, and, um, and anything personal. And maybe, you know, we'll bring on your girlfriend if you got one of those in one of those episodes and bring on your parents before they pick you up for the holiday. So with that said, thank you for tuning in to another episode, a special episode of Talking With Kevin and Son. And this is our story with Stephen Hollander, Dream to Be Pro. My grandfather always said, when you get to a point that you can help someone else, and Stephen, remember this, when you get to the point that you can help someone else, it is your duty to do so. Reach one, teach one, and we'll fade to black. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen.